we are here tonight. Uh, we've been we've been kind of plugging through this thing. <laughs> Not making much progress, but we're getting close. <laughs> Amen. I got one more week. Amen. And I'm done with it. Amen. One more week. Somebody say another week, another week. No, no, no. no. Amen. Well, summer's not over yet. <laughs> Amen. And so we we've been we've been here we've been here on this um, on this slide. We've been on this slide for about a um, couple weeks now, right? We've been talking about the signs of the times, and uh, we've been talking about coming attractions. Amen. And I'm trying to get to the rapture. Uh, I want to, in detail, talk to you about the rapture. And before, but before I talk to you about the rapture, we talked about a couple signs. We saw the moral makeup, right? We saw the moral makeup. Is that what we talked about? We talked about how how people, some of the things that they're going to glorify in the end times. Amen. Is what the Bible speaks about. So I believe that also helps you as a believer, amen, to see that if the Bible says in the, in the last time, in the last days that men will be lovers of self, love of, of lovers of money, uh, and all these different things that it gives you assurance that what, that the Bible is what, huh? That the Bible is what? Come on, y'all. Say it. Say it loud. That the Bible is what? True. True. That the Bible is true. Amen. And because the Bible is true, amen, because the Bible is true, it can be relied upon. All right? Remember this. It can be relied upon, right? And because the Bible can be relied upon, it means that, it means that, God has left on record truth. Now imagine, no other book has been as has been accurate as the Bible. All right. Now, if you don't have a handout, we'll get you one. But we're talking about where we are now and what age are we in now? If you need a handout, just raise your hand. What what age are we in now? We're in the church age. Amen. Uh, what what worldview are we in now? Somebody wrote it down. Postmodernism. Amen. What is postmodernism? <laughs> Amen. Amen. You you see the I told you uh, artificial intel- in- intelligence and uh, robotics and all these different. Uh, I told you about Dubai. Now, I want to say this. I, I would go to Dubai, you know. I, I mean, if, if somebody paid for the trip, I'm a, I want to recant that statement. <laughs> somebody paid for it. I'm going. Amen. So, I just want you to know. <laughs> but, what I, but, you know, there's something that happens in Dubai. It, they have these uh, sandstorms. And I don't want to be there for no sandstorm. Amen. And so, and so what we're seeing, saints, is we're seeing the signs of times. And then last week I told you there's something that would happen, and it is happening, and we've seen it happen. And, and what is that thing I told you about last week? What's that big word we talked about last week? Apostasy. There it is. Apostasy. And what is apostasy? 
I like that. Knowing the truth and what? And falling away from it, right? Or falling away from the church, really, is really what it is. An apostate is not interested in church, right? An apostate is like, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll come, but you know, you know, uh, it, and it's and that classification, that definition is only for a believer. So imagine this. Imagine knowing the truth, but getting in your feelings and falling away from the truth. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. And so those are the signs of the times. Amen. Well, those are just a few signs of the times. Okay. And so, and so the other thing that we, we want to look at tonight is, and, and we talked about it. We talked a little bit about it, um, last week about the doctrines of what demons now the bible predicts that in the last days um how many how many know about the spiritist world uh horoscope shaka all that all that kind of stuff all that uh third eye uh palm reading um astrology it's really witchcraft is what it is Okay, man will become more indulged in, so we talked about apostasy, but let's talk tonight about heresy. Amen. Uh, false Bible, watch this now, listen to what I'm saying now. False Bible teachers, write it down. A heretic is one who takes the truth, and what does he do with it? Or she? Twist it. Okay, with me? What does he do with it? Twists it, okay? False Bible teachers will bring in heresies, right? And have many followers, many followers, okay? Uh, a, a false teacher will draw more people than the one that's teaching the truth. Amen? So don't. You know, sometimes when you go to a church, right, and you look at it, you say, man, God must be there. You know, you got to sit and listen to the word, not the music. Not the stage presence, not the lights, not the cameras, but you have to listen intently to the content that's being taught. And you got to make sure that it's a correct exegetical presentation of the word of God. Okay, exegetical means to draw out what's in the word. That's what exegy is. Okay, that's expository preaching and teaching. Isogy, amen, is where you're reading into the word of God. I taught you this when I taught you how to study the Bible, correct? And so watch this. So when you isogy a passage, you'll take a passage... <laughs> I, I, read, I, I heard Tommy, I said, uh, one of my teachers, he said something. He said that he went to a nursery one day, and in the nursery it says, and we will not all sleep, we will, we will sleep and be changed in the nursery. <laughs> Y'all didn't get it. <laughs> we will all sleep and be changed, right? And they use that scripture as their nursery scripture, but that's a good example of how you take a scripture out of context. It wasn't talking about the baby sleeping and then changing them. 
You see what I'm saying? So, so a heretic is not interested in the word of God. They're interested in ideologies and, and watch this, and positive reinforcement, positive sayings and things like that. Now, go to 2 Peter real quick. Let's look at the scripture. So we have the heretic, we have the apostate, amen. And so, and, and here we go, 2 Peter, somebody, let's look at it together here. 2 Peter, so that's after 1 Peter, you do that, right? So there's a first Peter and then there's a second Peter, right? Amen. Second Peter chapter one. All right. And look what he says here. I want to back up. Um, I want to back up to chapter, uh, chapter nine, chapter one, verse 19. It says, so we have the prof- prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to what? As to a lamp, watch this now, shining in a what? And so what what Peter is saying, Peter is saying, listen, the word, when you hear the word, you have to realize that the word is prophetic. Now, what, what, what do we mean by prophetic? It means that it's foretelling. So there's a lot, the Bible is full of what we call prophecy. That's why when you see what, 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 uh, what we read in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, it says, in the last days, Paul says, these things would happen, and, and, and now we see it happening. So here's another word for you. It's prophetic. Don't get scared of prophetic because I know some, some people have, dis- some heretics have distorted the word prophetic. Every time I preach, I'm preaching prophetically. I wish I had somebody. Amen. And a prophet, amen, is one who God uses to foretell the word. Amen. And today we don't have any prophets. Got it? That dispensation, remember the word dispensation? That dispensation is over. Because what we have now is we have the Holy Spirit. And we also have God using teachers and preachers of his word to foretell what's in the word. So when somebody comes up to you and say, now, now I'm, I'm messing with your, I'm, I hope I'm not messing with your theology, but check this out. When somebody comes up to you and say, God told me to tell you, I want you to say to them, how come God didn't tell me first? God told me your finances is going to be better. Well, how do you know that? My finances may be great. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? And so what you find with a heretic, a heretic is going to play on this. Money, emotions, sickness, relationships, um, your thinking, your 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 status in life, that type of stuff. That's what a that's what a heretic does. Now, don't be surprised though that they're dead on or spot on. Know why? Because watch this, they're covering all the areas that we really deal with every single day. But if they can't take you to the word of God, 
and said, this is where, see, this is where you find your solution. Then you don't pay attention to those types of teaching. All right, now let me, let me say this to you. There are people who call themselves apostles. The last apostle that died were part of the 12. That's it. John was the last one to die. He died a natural death. After the ones that Jesus chose, had chosen, the office of apostle is gone. Uh-oh, I'm messing with somebody. Watch this. So you have people today who are using titles, heretics, watch this, to make themselves appear important or more important or more spiritual, putting themselves on some other level to cause their followers to feel like they have all the answers. Now, a lot of my counterparts and a lot of people would not agree with what I'm saying. Amen? But I can prove it, though. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So if, they, if you want to have an offline conversation about prophets and apostles, we can do that. But I'm saying to my congregation, amen, that apostles and prophets are no longer. The office has ceased. Here's the thing. You have a connection with God. Come on, help me somebody. You can pray just like your pastor can pray. You understand? And here's the thing. And when you have a shepherd who can get through to God, not try to manipulate you into thinking that if you sow more seeds, that you're going to get more weeds. Somebody caught that. Watch the text. He says the word, be sure of this, that, that it's a what? A lamp shining. See, see what I'm saying? What else do you need? If the word is a lamp shining in dark places until what? Until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. Amen. The morning star reference here is a reference to the Holy Spirit. Hello, somebody. He says, but know this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture, I'm trying to help somebody, is a matter of one's own interpretation. So in other words, the word is not being brought to you by one person's interpretation. The scriptures. Most heretics have a problem with scripture. They do. They have a problem. They, they don't know what they're talking about. So what they do is they take certain verses and they connect them together. And this is the last days. This is the last days that we're living in. And some of us will miss the train because we're paying attention to it. Imagine that. Imagine forfeiting your faith because of a heretic. Because of somebody who's bringing some stuff to you. And listen, this is very common today. To find people who reject the Bible. Because, watch this, he says, no scripture is a matter of one own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made, there it is, there it is, by an act of human will. In other words, he's saying nothing in this Bible that was written came 
from some man saying, let me write this down and let me, let me fool people. The Bible that you hold in your hand is going to be, when, when we're raptured, the Bible is going to become the most important thing to the people left behind. They're going to go, they're not going to turn on CNN because they're not going to be able to. Because some of those Christians that were working those cameras and stuff like that, they're going to be gone. All right? They're not going to be here. They'll, they'll recover after a while. But, but just imagine planes falling out the sky, cars crashing, trains derailing. Okay? And on top of that, there is the, 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 the natural thing that's happening. Watch this. I want you to start having biblical eyes, okay, when you're watching the news. They said on Sunday that Europe, Monday, that Europe have, has never seen the type of weather that it's seeing right now. So one of the signs of the times also is that there's going to be a weather change, a shifting in the, in the, in the planet, okay? As advanced as man is, he can't change that. Come on, help me now. Okay, so these are the signs. These are some of the things, right? Watch this. He says, but men moved by who? By the Holy Spirit spoke from God. So what is he saying? Peter is saying that every word in this Bible came through the transmission of the Holy Spirit to the man who became the instrument and then God used that man's personality Luke writes a certain kind of way Paul writes a certain kind of way okay but but watch this they some of them didn't even know each other but you take Daniel who wrote the book of Daniel prophecy watch this and you go to the book of Revelation he never met John watch this and they align men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God in the last days now you have the black Israelites let me tell you about the black Israelites what they're doing is they're taking what's called the apocrypha alright so there's a word you need to write down it's called the canon of scripture canon the canon of scripture and what the canon of scripture is all 66 books went through a test a series of tests when they found the fragments. So remember this, right? How do we preserve the Bible up to this point? It was written on parchment paper. Okay? Papyrus and parchment paper. And it was stored and hidden away. And then uh, you have the Dead Sea Scrolls, which, is, which was found in, in Qumran. That's in Israel. Okay, and, and it was preserved all over the, all through these years. Why am I bringing all this up? Because a heretic will get you to believe that man wrote the Bible. These are the signs of the times. But the scripture says men didn't write the Bible. Holy Spirit did. But God used them as an instrument. So what they did is they put the Bible, when they found all these fragments, they put them under a test. All right, a series of tests. Okay. Uh, can the miracles be authenticated? Number one, right? So what they, they this describes, they would go through and look at it. Yeah, okay. And then the councils and, 
and all and, and all that kind of stuff. That's I'll explain that to you later, right? So then when they looked at it, say, okay, this book belongs there in the Bible. This book belongs in the Bible. This book belongs. And then you have those books that didn't make it into the canon because it was not, it was not, watch this, it was not Holy Spirit inspired. Okay? Now, remember, for it to be Holy Spirit inspired, it had to have some prophetic feel to it. That's one of the other parts of the test. Now watch this. Watch this. So you take the Apocrypha now, that, that some, those books didn't make it in, and you have the Maccabees, okay? So that's New Testament, and you have the Apocrypha, which was the Old Testament, and then you have the black Israelites. <laughs> have any of you ever encountered a black Israelite? You have? Okay. Well, what they do, they take, they, they've taken the books that were not canonized, write that word down now, canonized, Okay, and here's what they did. They're saying that black people, Puerto Rican people, Chinese people, they can be all traced back <laughs> to the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, how can you get a black person out of the tribe of Israel? Okay, now I believe that there were black people back then, but I'm saying what I'm saying is they're trying to turn this into a race thing. That's why they call themselves the black Israelites. Okay? And what they're doing is they can't stand on... Now, they're good now. Oh, you better believe. Don't you start going to war with them. They're good. Okay? They've mastered their... Whatever they believe. I'm asking myself a question. How many Christians are mastering what you believe? I'm saying, I'm saying like, like, do you want to go deeper? Like what I'm teaching you tonight, you're going deeper. Okay, here's why I'm saying this. Because you have questions about the Bible. You have questions about how we got it. I just gave you in a short period of time, really, truly how we got it. Okay, so that's how we came up with 66 books. But, watch this. It says men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from who? This book comes directly from God. Now we get to chapter 2. And notice the but. <laughs> the but is like a therefore, right? Because 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 it's there because you know, because when you have people who question what Peter is dealing with, now let me say this. Heresy so, it, so let me switch gears right quick into church history. During the time in church history, Christianity went through a whole lot of persecutions. Okay? And in church history, there was the rise of many heretics. Okay? And in this rise of many heretics, watch this. Each one of those heretics has tried to discredit the Bible. Here's what I say. If it's not, if it's, if you believe, if, if they didn't believe it was true, then why do they attack it? Let's think it, let me, you, you, did you get, does that make sense? If it's not true, why attack it? So to some degree, listen, saints. Can I say this to you? 
If you really take the word of God and start really believing it, number one. I'm talking about really believing it. And number two, start applying it to your life. I'm talking about whatever it is that you're dealing with. Watch what starts happening to your life. You know why your life is changing? Because you're hearing the word. And and you're applying it. You with me? Now, we're not perfect. We're not going to get it right all the time. You know, that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. Know this, that every time something happens to you, you run to the word. Because it's true. Watch this. It says, but false prophets also what? Also what? Arose among the what? Just as their will. See the word will? Future tense. When Peter wrote this, he says, listen, false prophets have arose now. Are you following me? Hold your finger there and um, hold your finger there and somebody flip on over to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Let's go Deuteronomy chapter 13. Deuteronomy chapter 13. And what Peter, Peter is writing to a Jewish audience. Okay. And, and, and look what he says here. Deuteronomy chapter 13. He was alluding to this. Amen. And, and, and what was he alluding to? He was alluding to the false prophets back then. So heretics have always been around. Look what he says. And if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arise among you and gives you a, a sign or a wonder. And the sign or the wonder comes true concerning which he spoke to you saying, let us go after other gods whom you have not known and let us serve them you shall not listen you see this to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams for the Lord your God is to do what to find out what You know why some of us get exposed to false prophets? Because God is testing you. He want to know, do you love him? Or do you want to run after your dreams? Do you want to run after your desires? It's a test. God wanted to know, listen, are you going to? And that's why he says false prophets arose among the people. And just as there will also be false teachers, I'm back in back in Second Peter, right? Among you, who will secretly introduce destructive destructive what? Heresies. You see that? See that? And that word, that word for heresy means a choice. 
You know what it also means? It means an opinion. When a person has an opinion about scripture and not exegeting a scripture, they have now become a heretic. Oh, I wish I had somebody. In other words, they, they are making stuff up based upon their what? Their opinion. It is my opinion that, that, that God still has prophets today. It's my opinion that God still has apostles today. It's my opinion and all these other things. And it's not a correct interpretation of the scriptures. So with the rise of a moral nature of people, listen, all that you see in the news, right? All the killings, the shootings, the, all this other stuff. That, all, so I did that on week one. You're seeing we're living in the last days. You're seeing that people are falling away from the church. But on top of that, now you're seeing what? False teachings laid upon all of that. We're in trouble. Should we be scared? No. No. Stand on what you believe. Check this out. He says here that they would what? They, they, they will secret. See, here's the thing. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I've seen some good pastors go bad. I teach pastors. I train pastors. I've seen guys that start on this journey. And then they go out somewhere to some conference and they come back and they introduce something to the members of the church. Secretly introducing something to the members. Something new. Something different. Something outside the norm. And what they do is they've taken people now off path. Watch the text. It says what? This even denying what? The master. You see this? Carlton Pearson. Y'all know Carlton Pearson? Anybody have heard of Carlton Pearson? Okay. Carlton Pearson had an opinion. He did not get to witness to his brother who was in jail because he gave him tough love. And his brother died. And rather than live with the guilt that his brother is going to hell, he came up with an opinion that hell is not real. That hell does not exist. And he started preaching a doctrine that there's no hell. That's, an, that's what a heretic looks like. Now, he wasn't preaching the truth before that. But he had like a 2,000, 3,000 member church. And he lost everything. But he stood on that and still standing on it. Amen. And he's even denying the master. Are you following me? Isn't this dangerous times that we live in? You know what's dangerous about this? I could see not knowing. Okay? Let's dialogue for a second. I could see not knowing. But here's the thing. Isn't it scary to know and then still don't do? Because you're searching for something so deeper. 
Watch, watch let, me, let me finish this text. He says, he says, he says uh, even denying the master who brought them, who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon them. It says many, many, many were what? Many will follow their sensuality. Go to Jude, the book of Jude. It's only one chapter. Jude 1. Let's look at verse 1. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. See that? To those who are the called, beloved in God the Father and kept for who? Jesus Christ. May mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation, I felt it, I felt it necessary to write to you appealing that you contend. You what? You contend. You know what a contender is? One who stands with. One who believes, believes, and stands with it. Okay? Watch this. He says that you contend for what? Earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. Look what he says. For certain persons... Have what? Crept in what? Man, you better pay attention. The devil will creep in, y'all. And he's going to use the television, he's going to use the internet, and he's going to even creep into the church. Certain men have, certain persons have crept in unnoticed. Those who were long beforehand marked out for what? This condemnation, ungodly persons who turn the grace of God into a license to sin. You got it? And deny what? Our only master, Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Now when he says many will fall away back in first Peter, he said in second Peter, he says many will fall away uh, their sensuality because of them the way of the truth will be what? Maligned. And that word means to be profaned. Imagine sitting in a church all your life believing what that person is telling you. And all the while they are maligning the truth. Look at verse 3. And you've seen this. Some of you have been in church like this. And in there what? <laughs> in there what? Greed. They will exploit you. Hmm? They will what? Exploit you with what kinds of words? And, and watch this, their judgment from long ago is not idle. And their destruction is not asleep. 
For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of darkness reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but what? Preserve Noah, a preacher of righteousness. And what? With seven others, and he brought a flood upon the world of, un, of the ungodly. And if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction and reducing them to ashes, having made them an example to those who would live what kind of lives? And if he rescued Lot, oppressed, what the text is, what Peter's doing, he's going historical. And he's using illustrations of the past because the old, so now what you just saw is a canon. So when they were, when they were putting this first Peter in, they looked back to see what Peter was saying. And Peter was drawn from the old Testament and it was validating it. So we know the Bible is true. Men moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. Watch this. And if he rescued Lot, oppressed by uh, the sensual conduct of, that's homosexuality, of unprincipled men, or by what he saw and heard, that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds. Watch this. Lot was a righteous man living in an unrighteous place. And he was tormented day and night, day and night. You know why? Because when he looked out and he saw the mess that was going on, he, he had put himself there. First of all, because of his pride. But he was too prideful to say, you know what? I messed up. Let me go back and let me say, no, 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 unk, unk, I'm sorry. He, he didn't want to do that because he was prideful. So he was tormented. Some of us are tormented because we're living among evil. I wish I had somebody. And then the Lord knows. There it is though. I love verse 9. Verse 9 is key. It says the Lord knows. And this is why you have to really keep yourself aligned to a Bible church. And then the Lord knows how to what? Rescue. The who? From what? And to keep the unrighteous under what? For what day? Now, let me, let me explain to you the day of judgment now. Last week I talked about the Bama seat. I got five minutes and I'm going to open up for questions. I'm on time today. So we have the Bama seat. I told you about the Bama seat last week, right? Okay. So, first of all, when Jesus cracks the sky, um, what will happen is when the trumpet is sound, uh, he will rapture us up. We'll be caught up. Okay. I'll get, I'll deal with the rapture next week. I said that last week. Um, we'll be raptured up. We will go up. It's, it's, it's the word caught up. We'll be caught up. Okay. The people that lived through this, this period here of tribulation, the seven year tribulation, okay? Uh, at the very end, we have another judgment. All right? Now, we have already been judged. 
So the Bible says judgments begin, judgment begins with the household of God first. So in other words, we will be judged first. Makes sense, right? Now, after we, while we're being judged on earth, all hell is breaking through. Tribulation like you've never seen it before. Okay? Now watch this now. Watch this now. Right there after the three and a half years, in the, right, right after three and a half years, what happens now, you have, we're coming down. This is, this is actually the second advent. We're not waiting for Jesus to come back. Y'all do know that, right? Does anybody know that? Yeah, we're not waiting for Jesus to come back. We're waiting to be raptured. He ain't coming back. He's going to rapture us. He's going to rapture us up. He will come back, though, with us. We will be with him. In the seven seven years of tribulation, at the midpoint, the three and a half years, we are coming back with him on earth to reign on earth with him for 1,000 years. So imagine the world with no Satan. Satan is going to be bound for those thousand years and we're going to be reigning on earth with peace and Jesus in our glorified bodies. Next week I'll talk to you about your glorified body you're about to get. Okay? Now watch this. During this thousand year reign, it's going to come to the end here. And then what you'll have, it's called the great white throne. Okay? The great white throne is not for believers, it's for unbelievers. That is where they will receive their final judgment. When a unbeliever dies now, it just lights out. It just lights out. They go to hell. Okay? Lights out. They, that it's done. And it's too late for them to change because remember how he said he did not spare the angels when they sinned? Well, God is not sparing those sinners who did not accept him. Okay, now watch this. At the great white throne is where they will receive their final judgment and be thrown into the lake of fire forever. You don't want to be at the great white throne. It is for the unbeliever, not the believer. So when the text says right here, the day of judgment, you see where it says, uh, keep the, keeping the unrighteous under what? Under what? Under what? Can you imagine? Listen, I'm so, I'm so glad I'm saved. Listen. I believe I was one of these unrighteous people, man, at one point in my life. Look, I swear, I believe I was being punished every day. (laughs) Every day of my existence. Until I met Jesus. And I got me some relief, y'all. But but the text is clearly saying, God is keeping the unrighteous under punishment until what day? The great white throne until that day so you have the Bama seat judgment for who for the believers and then you have the great white throne judgment for who 
unbelievers. And the text says, look at this. He says what? He says he's keeping them under punishment until the day of judgment. Okay? And especially those who do what? Indulge the flesh in its corrupt desires and does what? Next. what and what else? And despise. I can't stand the police. Not me. I'm just saying. I don't like my mama. I don't like my daddy. Anyone who's in authority. Look at verse. Look at the next verse. Look at, look, look, look at, look at that. Verse 10. Daring, self-willed. Watch this. They do not what? Tremble when they what? Revile what? Angelic majesties. Whereas angels who are greater in might and power did not bring a revealing, reviling judgment against them before the Lord. But these like unreasoning animals. See the Bible, Peter is going in on them, ain't he? He says, born as creatures of what? Instinct. To be what? Captured and killed. Reviling where they have no knowledge. Will in the destruction of those creatures also. See, see what's going to happen to a heretic? So a heretic may look like he's getting away right now. Suffering what? Wrong as the wages of what? Doing wrong. They counted a pleasure to what? To revel in the daytime. They are what? Stains and blemishes. Reveling in their deception. And they what? And they carouse with you. Having eyes full of what? Adultery that never cease from sin. Enticing unstable souls. Having a heart trained in greed, accursed children, forsaken the right way. They have gone astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Borah, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. You know what he's talking about right here? Prosperity preachers. But he received the rebuke from his own transgression for a mute donkey. Ain't that some God using a donkey to rebuke him? Speaking the voice of a man, restrain the madness of the prophets. These are springs without waters and mist driven by a storm for whom the black darkness ha- has been reserved. For speaking out of what? Arrogant words of vanity, they enticed by, and in, they enticed, enticed by fleshy desires, by sensuality, those who barely escape for the ones who live in error. Promising them what? While they themselves are what? Slaves of what? Corruption. Listen, you better check who's teaching you. You can't take somebody somewhere you ain't never been. And if you are enslaved yourself, how in the world are you going to bring somebody out? He says, for by what a man is overcome by this, he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, look at this, and they are again, what? Entangled in them. See, he's talking about people who were saved, got saved, but all of a sudden now they're entangled themselves back in greed. 
For it would be better for them not to have known, look at the text, I'm closing, to know the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment, handed handed on to them, it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its vomit and a, and, and a soul and a soul after washing returns to willowing in mire. Now, I know you're saying that's deep. I didn't even know that was in the Bible. But how clear a picture of what a heretic looks like in scripture. Aren't you glad you're saved tonight? Aren't you glad? And can I say this to somebody here tonight? Be careful what you listen to. TBN, God TV, I don't advocate, I don't endorse any of them. Because it's not the truth that they're preaching. Don't get drawn away. Because one of the signs of the times, heretics will arise. Amen? Questions and tell me what you learned tonight.